Hello to my old and new friends. I've got a bonus episode this week. I'm feeling grateful and thoughtful. A trip down memory lane led me to the time I was on an out-of-state field trip with a bunch of students when horror struck. I got a call that one of their parents had just passed away. The grace and depth that this student showed during their deepest grief still touches my heart to this day. I hope you will stick around for this stirring story. Welcome to Jackie Just Chatters. By sharing people's stories, I strive to generate laughter, inspiration, maybe help you escape from the stressful world. I am your hostess, Jackie Lentz, who's still figuring out her own story. This podcast comes out every other Thursday. I can be found wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. I'd be most grateful if you left me some stars or a review and subscribe if you never want to miss an episode. Thank you for listening and sharing. Welcome back. I will start this tale at the beginning. Please note that I am changing names and some details to protect people's privacy. In case any of you don't know, I was a high school social studies teacher for nearly 20 years. I taught in a small town with one high school. Some years I was the only instructor for government and economics, which meant that I taught nearly every student in a class year. I graduated from a class of over 400 students, and that was one of two high schools in our district. I definitely didn't know everyone who crossed the stage with me on my graduation day. However, as a teacher, there were years I knew almost every student who picked up their diploma. It was an eye-opening experience. Our district had a tradition for years of sending students to Washington, D.C. to partake in a fabulous hands-on learning experience called Close-Up. If you have or are a high school-age student, I recommend looking into this program. If you are a social studies teacher, I suggest you check it out. I learned so much on those trips. They have student and teacher programming. Two students from your own school would room with two students from another school. Part of the mission was to encourage them to hear from people of different backgrounds and ideas. There were kids there who had a graduating class of like 10 people, others who lived in urban cities and had never seen a farm. The issues they knew and were concerned with were widely different from one another. It was beautiful to watch them open up and see how big our country is. Close-up was the reason I and a group of students were in D.C. for a week. I loved being able to talk with them in a more relaxed setting and get to know them outside the classroom. They all became special to me. Towards the end of the week, two days before we were to fly home, I got a call. It was in the evening and my hotel phone rang. Yes, this was before I had a cell phone. Though to be fair, I got a cell phone like 15 years after other people were getting them. Anyway, it's a different story. So the phone rings and I pick it up. To my shock and horror, it was the school. The father of my student, Steve, had just passed away that day. Steve's mom had been trying to call him for hours, but the four kids sharing the one hotel room, well, their phone was constantly busy and the mom could not get through. My stomach dropped. This was a total nightmare situation. I hadn't been teaching too long, though. To be honest, I could have taught for 30 years and still not known how to deal with this. I mean, how many teachers find themselves in this situation? 
It was agreed that I would get Steve, bring him back to my room, and have him call his mom. I would not say what it was in regards to. I was going to have to lie to his face. That was a little uncomfortable. One of the first things I'm thankful for is that, honestly, it was just a different day and age. And also, being a small town, I don't know, the rules are just different. Here I was, a female teacher, bringing a teenage boy into my hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awful, doesn't it? I mean, you know, that's the beginning of like a Dateline episode. But when you know why, and you know the details, it's not tawdry at all. No one questioned it. No one made comments. It was just fine. I knocked on Steve's door and his friend answered it. And I called Steve over and I had him come outside with me. I said something about his mom wanting to talk to him, but the phone was busy. I told him that It was fine that he could use my room and that way he wouldn't disturb his roommates. He nodded his head. He was tense. I could tell his body was, it was tight. I knew he knew something was wrong. It was not going to be a good phone call. He didn't know if he was in trouble or whatever. He asked me if I knew what it was about. I lied. And I was like, you know, I'm sorry. I just know that she's trying to get a hold of you. That's all I was told was just to get you. So we get to my room and I settle him down, give him the phone and let him make the call. I left the door ajar and I went out into the hall. No one getting that call needs an audience. I heard him on the phone. I heard him cry. I, um, I heard the call end. And I, I gave him a few moments of peace. Honestly, I I was freaking out. I did not have training by the school or my teaching program on how to handle this. I was young enough that I hadn't experienced grief on that level yet. I felt like a failure as a teacher and as a human being because I didn't know what to do. My first instinct, though, was, was just to protect him as much as I could. After a little while, honestly, I don't know how long, I I quietly entered. Of course, he's sitting there. He's he's still crying. I I sat down, and I think we're both just a little embarrassed by this strange circumstance. There we were. I mean, it was what it was, and I I let him cry and and talk. I told him how sorry I was. He he told me about how his dad hadn't been feeling well and that he'd been telling him, you got to go to the doctors. You got to go to the doctors. He should have gone to the doctor that the heart attack, things, things could have been different. I rubbed his back. I just, I wanted him to know that he wasn't alone. Looking back now, I know he was sliding into shock and denial because I've been through that stuff now. I asked him if he wanted to fly back home as soon as they could get a flight, which since it was the evening, it it would have been the next morning. Or did he want to wait to the following morning, one day later, when we originally were scheduled to fly out? He talked to his mom about it, and she said that his dad would have wanted him to finish his trip. So that's what he was going to do. I talked with the program people, and they had this six-week with a nurse there for people who got ill. And thankfully, no one was actually sick. 
So we moved him there. That way he could be alone for the night. I He just, he did not need to be in a room full of three other people asking questions. By the next morning, all the students in our group knew what had happened. News travels fast in a small town, and they were all just a phone call away from friends and family back home. The last day was the free day, and our group could hit whatever sites we wanted to see that hadn't been touched. And I know I had carefully made all these plans for us, and that was what we did. That's what we followed. Honestly, I couldn't tell you anything we did that day. I don't remember. But I remember Steve. I remember him walking like a zombie, quiet, slow, so withdrawn, and never very far from my side. And I feel it all right now, even as I'm talking to you. The next day we flew home, and he was taken into the loving arms of his family. And I thought, okay, that, that's that. But it wasn't. Steve was going to touch my heart, break it, and steal it one more time. At the beginning of the next week, he, he dropped off at my desk a letter. And I still have it now. And I'm going to read it to you. Dear Mrs. Lentz, First and foremost, I would like to thank you for your help in getting me through this very rough time in my life. Despite what you seem to think right now, you have been a great help to me over the past three days. Though you may not think it, you have brought me comfort away from home. Secondly, I would like to apologize for bringing things down after Thursday evening. I am sorry that you had to see and deal with me at my emotional worst. I hope this did not startle or upset you. I would still like you to know that all in all, close-up was a great experience for me. I want you to know that I still enjoyed myself up to and even to some extent after Thursday evening, as my father would have wanted me to. I also hope that this past trip will not have a negative influence on you for any future close-up trips. Doing so would be a bad thing and should not happen. In closing, I am very appreciative of this, and if you don't mind, I think that I would like to just talk again if it's okay. Finally, I would like it to be known that I don't wish to fall out with you after graduation. I would like very much to stay in touch. Thank you very much again for your help. I greatly needed it. With love, Steve. I've kept this note safe with me since, and I've read it many times. When I felt I was rubbish at my job or life, felt worn out and asking why, I would read that letter. It, it is such a precious gift. Here was Steve, a student who had lost his father. And in such sadness, he was worried about others. He was worried about me. He's worried about the program, future students. His heart 
was so big that even broken, he still cared for others. I am grateful of the lesson he taught me on how to be a good person and to face tragedy. I may have been his teacher, but I can never repay what he taught me and how he made me feel. Thank you, Sticky, for that letter. Thank you to all my lovely students and the notes and pictures you made for me over the years. In case you're wondering, yes, I still have them. You were the best part of that job. And I am grateful we got to spend that time together. Until next time, I wish you all well.